0: Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him, so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him, and will hardly leave him. And I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, and healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astonished at the majesty of God. But while they were all marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them, so that they might not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask him about this saying. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all, is the one who is great. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for the one who is not against you is for you. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him, who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him, because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Dustin Beck.
1: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning comes in the afterglow of Jesus' transfiguration. The bright and shining glory with which Jesus' divinity was revealed to Peter and James and John, it has now been concealed once more. And the quartet came down from the mountain with no talk or celebration of the wonderful things they had seen which had taken place that night. Instead, Jesus returns to doing exactly what it seems to be that Jesus does. He heals a young boy by rebuking the unclean spirit that is within him. And he points all who will listen to the fact that he is soon going to be delivered into the hands of sinners. His disciples begin to argue about their own greatness, and then Jesus points them all to a little helpless child instead. Receive this one in my name, he says. The one who is least, he is the greatest when they see a man casting out demons in Jesus' name, he declares that those who are not against him are in fact with him. But it's there that everything changes. In fact, this is the central shift, the pivoting point, if you will, in St. Luke's entire Gospel. Up until this point, Jesus' ministry has been centered uh, in the northern region, up in Galilee, but now, now as of the 51st verse of the ninth chapter of Luke's Gospel, now Jesus' gaze turns toward Jerusalem. When the days were drawing near for Jesus to be taken up, He set His face toward Jerusalem. And everything that follows in the whole Gospel of Luke is Jesus' journey toward Jerusalem. The opposition grows. He won't be deterred. He can't be stopped. His cross is waiting for Him. The passage continues. A Samaritan village uh, rejects Jesus because his eyes are instead fixed on Jerusalem. Three individuals who would have followed Jesus are dismissed, each for a various reason, essentially because they have not counted the cost of following Christ. But these verses reveal to us a Jesus who is ever the one with face set toward Jerusalem. He was always going to the cross. He was born for this reason. The prophets spoke concerning him, that this would be his life and his death. The Lord God himself said as much when the man and woman were permitted to listen to the curses delineated to the serpent, the seed of the woman will crush your head. And the same is true even beyond the empty tomb and the risen Christ. At the end of all things, and when John is given a glimpse of the one seated on the throne, there also is the Lamb, the having-been-slain Lamb, the crucified one, the one who by his blood is worthy to open the seals of the book of life and to read your name and mine. And in fact, when we gaze upon the crucified one, the one who makes himself known in the breaking of the bread, in the lifting of the cup, the one who is revealed when water is splashed onto a sinner's head, and when the guilty are given their pardon for the sake of the triune name of God who creates, sanctifies, and saves. When that happens, well, the people of God, you, me, we rejoice We rejoice in an absolutely undeterred Savior whose work has been fully and completely accomplished. We rejoice and celebrate a Jesus who looks at Jerusalem and the bitter suffering and agony that awaits Him and His only thought is of us. That we might be His own at last, purchased and won by His blood, and that we may serve Him in His kingdom in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. For his unwavering gaze led him to Jerusalem, the place where they kill the prophets, but the place also from which he is now risen from the dead. And having risen, he does indeed live and reign to all eternity. And this, friends in Christ, this gospel, this good news, it is most assuredly true the peace of God, which does pass all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord until the day when he comes again. Amen.